For the second year running, the Hoosiers have quite the matchup ahead of them against the Bearcats on Saturday. Is it a winnable game like it felt like last season? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, September 22nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for stopping in and making us your first listen or watch every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's hard to imagine when IU scheduled this uh, two game series with Cincinnati back in 2014. July of 2014 is when news came out. It's hard to imagine that they expected Cincinnati to be a college football uh, playoff contender they they got there last season it'll be a more of a long shot this season but they're still one of the best teams in the country I don't imagine IU saw that coming and so while uh this is a fun local rivalry and at the time it might have felt like uh that the Hoosiers were scheduling kind of local rivals in a team um at their level maybe a little bit above their level but largely at their level that's not what we have for the last two seasons. It's unfortunate. Uh, less so last season. That team was never going to go to a bowl game. This season, when you need all the help you can get when it comes to scheduling uh, non-conference games and picking up wins where you can get them, it's unfortunate that they're going to come up against a team that is uh, outside shot at a college football playoff, but a really good Cincinnati team. Let's dive in and take a look at uh, what this Bearcats team is about. First, I thought there was an interesting quote from Luke Fickle, head coach of the Bearcats, about last year's game that I wanted to read. He gave that at his press conference this week. Um, quote, well, it was big, but it was big in a lot of different ways. Obviously, every year you're going to go through so or go through adversity. And I've said that that was probably the worst 28 minutes of football we played in a while, and we did not play well, referencing the first half. You know, we didn't handle the atmosphere quite as well. Maybe the heat, all the different things being on the road, we did not handle that well. And for us to find a way to kind of rally the troops, gather ourselves and win a big, big game on the road, that was kind of the start. Now, now, Not that we didn't believe and think that we had a really good football team, but more than anything to be down the way we were to kind of be facing what it was that we were facing on the road. I thought that really helped define us kind of as a team because every year you're different. I think that was the point last year when we found out a lot more about all the other things we had around us, which, yeah, it's somewhat a compliment to Indiana, the game that they had with them last season. They played 28 minutes of really bad football, Cincinnati did. Indiana forced a lot of that, especially defensively. They were all over the place, so... I, it was an interesting quote. Uh, last year's game was really frustrating. Uh, not even accounting for the horrible Micah McFadden targeting call. In uh, a lot of other ways, it was frustrating because IU let one get away and let one get away against a team that would have or that made the college football playoffs. So that would have been as big of a win as Indiana's had under Tom Allen. 
and they let it slip, and that was frustrating. This season's version of the Bearcats are not quite that good. They're a good team, uh, a top 25 team. They're not ranked, but if you take a look at SP+, they come in at 17th. They're 2-1 and one on the season. Uh, if you look at the Football Power Index, they are 23rd uh, expected record of basically 10-3. and three. So 7.7% chance of winning out, the, a 99% of go, a percent chance of going to a bowl game, um, a 0.2% chance of making it back to the college football playoff. They need a lot to bounce their way this season, especially now that they have a loss. They opened the season with a loss to Arkansas on the road, 31-24. to uh, they followed it up by beating the breaks off Kennesaw State, 63-10. to And then last week, beat Miami of Ohio, 38-17. to There have been some moments where you could think that uh, Cincinnati didn't look great. They trailed 17-7 to against Miami, uh, about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, and then scored the final 31 points of the game. Uh, so it wasn't quite as dire as Indiana versus Idaho, but there's moments uh, they that Arkansas loss is not looking bad. It looks like Arkansas might be a legitimately good team this year, but this is still a legitimately good Cincinnati team that Indiana is going to have lots of problems with. Uh, there are a number of different ways that Cincinnati is going to attack. They may not have Desmond Ritter. Uh, they still have Luke Fickle, though. And he has really turned this program into something impressive, something special. And this is going to be a really tough game for Indiana on Saturday. Probably one of the least likely games they're going to have uh, a chance at winning the rest of the way. With Even with Ohio State, Michigan on the schedule, those teams are, are probably going to be up there. But to go on the road, true road game against a, a team like this, this one's gonna be, this one's gonna be tough, uh, especially if Indiana continues to play as poorly and consistently as they have through the first three weeks. This could get really ugly, really quickly. Let's take a look at some of the specifics, starting on the offensive side of the ball, here in just one moment. But remember when winning felt easy, guys? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin, it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free t- testosterone uh, that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion, too. Your partner's going to notice the difference. While every product uh, professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics' formula 
formulation, excuse me, is backed by 10 years of science and research. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231231. That's college to 231231. Disclaimer, message, and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at nugenics.com slash terms. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen or watch every single day. If you guys can, head on over to YouTube, subscribe. As we uh, are on the chase for 500 subscribers, we're getting there. We're closing in. I think we're going to get there by the start of basketball season, but you guys can remove that think part in there uh, and make it a sure thing. If you head on over there and subscribe today, let's take a look at this Cincinnati offense. One that SP plus ranks 21st in the country for reference. Uh, Illinois was 100th in the country relied a lot on chase Brown. Uh, although they had their success against, Indiana, uh, but they still come in at 100th in the country. Uh, comparatively, Western Kentucky is 24th. Now, that means that Indiana, on paper, has seen a, an offense that has put up similar types of numbers. It's not like Indiana did particularly well against that Western Kentucky offense, though. So uh, it is interesting to see. Uh, where they rank, and we'll have some more interesting numbers uh, when we take a look at the defense. But, uh, I mean, who has Cincinnati played to get to that? Uh, they played Arkansas's defense at his 36th. Uh, they played an FCS team. That's why we didn't mention Kennesaw State. They're not on here. Then they played Miami's defense that's ranked 101st. So they've played one really good defense or above average, I should say, one FCS team and one bad one. Similar to Indiana. Uh, Cincinnati has looked good during those games. Uh, Indiana has not, and that would be one of your biggest differences. Statistically, this team is averaging 319 passing yards per game, 160 rushing yards, 480 total yards per game. There's a couple of red flags, uh, maybe yellow flags, this team is averaging 10 penalties per game. Uh, they struggle with penalties. They struggle with turnovers. They've had two interceptions, but uh, have lost or put the ball on the ground basically nine times. They've only lost four of the fumbles. But for an Indiana defense that preaches so much about takeaways, if you're going to win a game against a team like this, it's going to be things like that that are going to turn the tide for you. So there is a small pathway there uh, between the penalties, between the turnovers. You could potentially see a, a way to victory. Uh, individually, though, this is a, a really good Cincinnati attack. It's not led by Desmond Ritter, obviously, but Ben Bryant has been really good for the Bearcats. Uh, completing 70% of his passes, 863 yards per game, uh, seven touchdowns to two interceptions, stepping into big shoes. Um, 
This is not a, he's a senior. He, he's a redshirt senior. Like this is not someone that is new to starting, uh, threw for 325 yards against Arkansas, um, only 201 yards against Kennesaw state, but he only had three incompletions and then 337 yards against Miami. So, uh, he he's shown out and he's been really good through those games receiving wise. It's Tyler Scott. That has been the guy for them so far. 15 catches leads the team 238 yards leads the team, a pair of touchdowns um, is tied for the team lead with a couple of different guys. He's been their go-to receiver so far uh, in every facet against Miami last week, he had eight catches for 119 yards against Arkansas, five for 77. So uh, he really showed out last week. Trey Tucker has 12 catches for 183 yards. Uh, A senior who is, again, stepping up in a season where may not be as much expectations. He had 70 uh, catches for 105 yards against Miami as well. So the pair of them... Uh, had big games, Scott and Tucker, against Miami. Jaden Thompson's the only other uh, receiver over 100 yards, 7 for 110. Josh Weil is the only other receiver with double-digit receptions. He has 10 for 95 and a touchdown. This is not a team that particularly thrives running the ball. 160 yards per game. Uh, I don't know how much that matters against Indiana, we saw it last week that uh, Indiana can let a bad ru- rushing team have a big game. Uh, and that number is boosted for Cincinnati by a strong performance against Kennesaw State. Against Arkansas, only 113 yards. Against Miami, only 137 yards. So uh, they've been kept somewhat in check. Uh, that's 250 yards in those two games, 125 yards rushing. Uh, I think Indiana would take that, but they haven't necessarily shown that they're capable of stopping the run. Even Chase Brown and then this Western Kentucky game, Tom Allen said that they're focusing a lot. He said this at his radio show Wednesday night. They're focusing a lot on tackling, which has been a really big Achilles heel so far this uh, season. So maybe that'll solve some things, but their issues are not strictly limited to tackling. There's some over-pursuing There's some bad angles, things like that, that are leading to these big run plays. Charles McClelland is their top rusher. 33 carries leads the team. 211 yards leads the team. Three touchdowns is tied for team lead. Corey Kiner has 130 yards on 26 rushes and three touchdowns as well. Miles Montgomery has 112 yards on 10 rushes and a score. So those three are their biggest uh, running threats so far. Look, last week, uh, the guy that went off for Western Kentucky was not the guy necessarily that was their top running threat statistically. So we'll see. I don't imagine Cincinnati has held anything in the chamber since they played Arkansas week one. Western Kentucky could have done that because Indiana was kind of the big game on the schedule. That's, I mean, it's not really the case for Cincinnati. So uh, I don't imagine there's going to be some name that we didn't, see or didn't just talk about that's going to go off but we didn't think that would be the case last week against uh, western kentucky so we'll see how that plays out but uh, if they can take advantage of turnovers uh, 
take advantage of maybe Cincinnati shooting itself in the foot a little bit. Uh, there's a path there, but Indiana has a lot of things they have to do on their own without relying much on Cincinnati to even get to a level that is what you expect under Tom Allen. I don't think they've played as well as we have seen Tom Allen defenses play before. This would be a really good time to figure it out and learn how to play well defensively. Let's look on the other side of the ball, the Cincinnati defense, get a sense of what Indiana is coming up against. Uh, on Saturday, see if they can find some success there. Before that, let's talk about today's sponsor. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, uh, MMA, boxing, and golf. If you want to take a look ahead to this week's game, it's not pretty. Uh, Indiana is a 16-and-a-half-point underdog, uh, plus 535 money line. I don't feel great about this game. Maybe not quite as bad as Vegas feels, but it's a – it's a matter of semantics, really. Uh, this is not going to be a, a pretty game, I don't think. I'd love to be wrong. But uh, if you guys think it will be a prettier game than that, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Defensively, uh, the Bearcats are a strong defense. One of the, the best Indiana will face this season. They're ranked 24th on SP+. Illinois was 25th, Western Kentucky was 100th. So what effectively Indiana is coming up against is Western Kentucky's offense with Illinois' defense. And considering how many points Western Kentucky put up on the Hoosiers last week and how much Indiana struggled offensively against Illinois in that first game, especially that second half until that final drive, That is not a great combination. That's probably not a combination Indiana fans want to see. Uh, And in really in both cases, Cincinnati is a little bit better at both. They're a little bit better offensively than Western Kentucky. They're marginally better defensively than Illinois. So not a great combination. Not what you want to see from um, from your opponent coming up. And Cincinnati's played some tough offenses. Arkansas is 16th in the country on SP+. Um, Miami is 91st. They struggle. Uh, but they have played a top offense and still have one of the best, uh, a top 25 defense, according to SP+. Statistically, they are giving up only 150 passing yards per game, 144 rushing yards per game. Uh, so below 300 yards per game now not shockingly a good chunk of that uh has come in the last two weeks kennesaw state only had 253 yards 111 passing yards 142 rushing yards miami who has a a putrid offense as we uh, saw uh 91st uh for reference indiana's offense is bad it's 92nd so uh, Miami only manage 183 yards. So 
again, there's a lot of signs pointing to this not being great for the Hoosiers. They're going to have to put together a performance they have not put together this season uh, in order to come away with this one. Miami had 116 passing yards, 9 of 21. I don't think Bazak will be that bad. Uh, but they ran the ball 36 times for 67 yards. Uh, if you look at the Arkansas game, they were able to run 45 times for 224 yards. That's five yards a carry. They only threw for 223 yards, but it was three touchdowns. So they had 440 yards of offense. Arkansas is a good team. So it's it's hard to to compare that to Indiana. I mean, Arkansas is a, a top 25 team. Indiana is not. Indiana is a lot closer to Miami than they are uh, Arkansas. So it's concerning that they really manhandled Miami last week uh, on both sides of the ball. 478 yards of offense held them to 183 yards. So there's reason for concern there. They're led defensively by uh, Ivan Pace Jr., who is almost – He has almost twice as many tackles as the next closest player on the team. He has 31 tackles, six and a half for loss, two sacks. Uh, Next closest is Jaheim Thomas at 16. Pace has as many solo tackles as Thomas has total tackles. So uh, the linebacker, Pace, he's going to be a problem. He's forced to fumble as well. He's going to be all over the place on Saturday. They've done well against the run. They, uh, there, there's a level of concern there for IU's uh, offense that has struggled against good defenses, especially on the ground. And if this becomes one-dimensional, it's it's not great to ever be a one-dimensional team. And uh, Cincinnati only has a pair of interceptions. Javon Hicks has one. Arquan Bush has the other. Um, they've forced two different fumbles. We mentioned Pace. Jabari Taylor has the other one. So this is a, a defense that has put up strong performances in the last couple of weeks. It's been against inferior opponents. But Indiana, it's hard to say this without sounding too pessimistic, but Indiana hasn't been good this season. So they're going to, again, it's what I just said. Indiana is going to have to play to a level that they have not played at this season. They're 92nd in offense. Western Kentucky is a hundredth. Uh, while, uh, or excuse me, Miami is 91st. Indiana is 92nd. That is the level we're coming at here. They're 64th. Indiana is in defense. That's better much, much better than Miami, but nowhere near as close as Arkansas. So this is going to be a really tough test for Indiana. We're going to find out a lot about this team, good and bad, uh, because all the numbers point to so far that this has been a bit of a <clears throat> honestly fluky start to the season. They, they've they won some coin flip games that they don't normally win, and I, I spent all day Monday saying celebrate being 3-0, and it's Thursday now. We can look ahead, and it's not looking great going to that game on Saturday. So, it, I don't. I I think Indiana has a chance. It's just going to take a level of performance they haven't shown. It's a little bit of blind faith you're going to have to have in this one. We'll talk more tomorrow about all the details, everything you guys will need to know for that game. 
Thanks again, though, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll also talk potentially a little bit tomorrow about uh, IU basketball's media days. Both men's and women's basketball are having their media days for IU. Uh, So we'll see what they have to say. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us if you have not already on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Um, leave a quick rating and review. Go to Bet Online. I just left their overlay up for the whole episode by accident. So free press for them. Go over to Bet Online, the sponsor of today's episode. Most importantly, though, guys, we're almost there. We're almost in the end of the week. Have a great Thursday and LAO.